Hello, and welcome to episode three of Common Sense, the new superpower. I'm your host, Bubba. And uh, first of all, I would like to thank everybody who has listened to episodes one and two of this podcast. Um, I've got some responses on it, and it seems to be pretty good, and I think we're going to enjoy this. Uh, it's going pretty well. We're going to refine it here and there, obviously, um, going forward. Uh, but one thing, like I said from the very beginning, is this this is an interactive um, podcast, not just me blabbering and not wanting to hear from anybody else. So I'm going to go over a couple ways to get hold of me, okay? Uh, first and best way would probably be Twitter. Okay, I'm on there a good bit. And uh, just it's new superpower 99 at new superpower 99 and uh, go ahead and private message me uh, give me a, a, a buzz on that thing and uh, we'll we'll chat and talk in there and some topics and, and discuss what, what I what I talk about on this podcast because again it's not just me talking it's it's I want everybody to have a voice in this thing uh, another great way is email I've got a few emails uh, so far, and I want to get some more. So it's the new superpower at yahoo.com. Um, and that's that's a good way to drop off some lines, too. Comment on me, some suggestions, uh, tell me how good it is, how bad it is, whatever the case may be. Of course, obviously, in iTunes, you can leave comments and, and reviews on there. Like and share us. That's how we get there. We also got the Podbean. Um, like and share us on there as well. Follow us. Um, because it's, it, it gets me, lets me know that people actually are listening to this, and I'm not just talking to myself, and it, it, it's a good way for interaction. And then there's also the voicemail. Voicemail is 818-351-9955. That's another great way for it to become involved. Um, post your questions, post your comments on there. I'm going to listen to them. I'm going to put them on there and try to get you on here as part of it. Obviously being recorded, I can't do anything live with people, but I definitely love to have some some interaction there. So, so, so get involved with that. Do that. It's a great way to get hold of it. So about episode three, um, I, I was trying to figure out some different topics topics to speak of, and uh, in 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 thinking about things, I thought about a couple of different ones. And last night I got I I got an idea, and I was I was watching a TV program, TV program called Nine One One. And 911 basically is a show about 911 dispatcher, police, and fire in Los Angeles. And it just follows. It's a good show. I think it's on Fox. I'm not sure what night it comes on. I, I DVR it, so whenever I watch it. Uh, but look it up. It's a pretty good show. But not to advertise for them. But it, it basically interacted. And, and one of the plots of it from last night when I watched it and um, was basically it was a black man with his teenage daughter and young son got pulled over by, by a police officer. And then it goes through the whole interaction with this police officer, which the police officer was a, was a bit of a bit of an a butthole. Almost, almost didn't keep it clean there. <laughs> he was a bit of a butthole. And, um, but I think too, the father had a little bit to do with stuff as far as he could have handled a little bit better. Okay. Not to say he was wrong per se, but just to say you could handle it better when you're when you're dealing particularly with the police or anybody really, but in this particular case the police. So this is a, a kind of a, a, a reader's digest version of it, of the events. 
basically he was driving home from their grandparents, I think the grandmother's house. Uh, the son, who again is about 10 years old, I think, fell asleep in the back, back seat. Father's driving, the daughter's uh, passenger. Gets lit up, they get pulled over. Right away, the father ha kind of has an attitude a little bit. He's like, oh, you know, getting pulled over. What the heck, man? You know, what did they pull me over for? Kind of that, that kind of attitude. Uh, not terrible, but, you know, could kind of give a better example of your with your daughter. And the daughter asked kind of some questions. And he just didn't handle it the best way I think you can handle it. Um, now, before I go further on, I want to just say this caveat to it. I am a, I'm a white, mid-40s male. So it's for me to say that I know how a black male feels would be disingenuous at, at the very best because I don't. I'm not one, so I don't. I couldn't tell you how they how they feel, how they get treated, or anything like that. But I will say I will give my opinion on it, even though I'm not one. I can definitely give my opinion on it, on how, what how things should have got handled, irregardless of what your color is. Now again, the cop pulling over in this scenario was a, a white police officer. Uh, had a little bit of attitude, but pulled him over, asked for his driver's license, registration. He does everything. The, the dad does everything right. Hey, hands are you know on the steering wheel. Tells him it's in the glove compartment. Asks for permission. Tells him he's going to the glove compartment. Gets the information. Gives the information to the police officer. The police officer, somewhat in a but 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 uh, butthole way, kind of says, um, you know, is this your is this your car? You know, you don't own a car. And the guy, instead of being you know cordial with him, kind of says, you got the paperwork. We'll tell you who, who owns a car or something along those lines. Basically, look at the paperwork. And you know that to me was kind of a a little bit of a way to kind of escalate the thing from a good to a bad thing, which that, of course, makes the cop pull him out. Then he gets there. He tells him, you know, put your hands up there on the, on the thing. Then ask about, uh, the dad asks, why did you get pull me over? At that point, the officer says, you got registration, came back, get, um, expired. <clears throat> At that point, the father says, we got the paperwork that approves that, that it was done, that it was, it's not expired. So basically, he calls, calls, him, calls BS on him. Of course, then... That, that gets the cops even madder. Cop then puts him against, puts his hands against the wall. He kind of resists. He says, "Hey, why don't I put my hands up against the wall? What's going on, Bubba?" And then before you know it, he slams the slams the dad against the wall, the the hood. The daughter then pops out of the car. Hey, what are you doing with my dad? So his partner, the partner of police, comes over and tries to stop the the, the um, daughter. At that point, with all the ruckus, the ten year old wakes up, pops his head up. Ooh. So now here comes a pop-up of, of, of a person. The other responding officer pulls his gun out. He didn't know what it was. What it was. Pulls his gun out on the cop, on the uh, excuse me, the young man in the, in the back seat. At that point, the father goes ballistic, starts trying to go after the cop that has the gun. And then the daughter, of course, videotapes everything, and she's she's hollering, and the, the son's freaking out because he's got a gun pointed at him, and the dad's getting what he looks like getting beat up getting roughed up at the front of the car. The daughter's getting held back and screaming around the raven. And it's a whole situation that I think could have been handled on both sides differently, obviously. Um, police officer certainly could be could have been much nicer about it and, and not pulled him over for perceivably no reason. But whatever reason he had to pull him over, he pulled him over. But the dad also could have handled it and, and had a learning moment for his kids to, to learn by example and say, you know what, I dealt with this guy who is a butthole 
but I was the bigger man and see how we handle this. And, and we're going to change. Maybe, maybe next time he won't be such a butthead to the next person. But instead, a little bit of the attitude, not giving a direct answer, not responding to, to the police officer's commands, whether justified or not, the officer tells you to do something, comply with what he says. You know, anything short of, you know, beating your head against a wall, do it. I and mean, what, what harm? Put your hands on the wheel. Okay, put your hands on the foot. You know, this is kind of stupid, but what are you going to do? You're going to argue with the cop? Let's not do that, you know? So I think it, it, it kind of put off a light, light bulb in my eye, my head and said, you know, I think this might be a good thing to talk about because it's in the news quite a bit. You hear about, you know, shootings uh, of police officers and, and people, obviously. Um, and it makes you think, you know, wh why, what can we do to, to do differently? And in, in this specific instinct, instinct um, how could have... What, what could have that father done to make make that situation a little different? Again, it's on TV, so it's scripted. It's not really reality, but I think it's it's pretty, um, you know, pretty across the board. And I think it's re reality, somewhat reality based, because I think you get pulled over, and and, and how you should interact with a police officer when you get pulled over. Um, myself, I had a, you know, I've, I've been pulled over several times um, for various traffic infractions, uh, but they, um, you know, basically uh, traffic tickets. And at that point, most of my interactions have been pretty good with, with the police, but I've had police officers that have been buttheads to me. You know, I had one that was, it was an accident. I was in, sitting on the side of the road. Um, I had been the one that got hit, so I was the victim. And I'm sitting there waiting for the police officer, takes my information, takes the guy's information. He's over there talking to the guy. I'm waiting about five minutes. Finally, you know, I go a little bit closer to the officers, find out what's going on. He says, what are you still doing here? I don't need you anymore. Bye. That's exactly what he said. And I was like, really? That's kind of a butthead way to do. You know, he could have handled that much better way. But I didn't, you know, I'm not going to tell him that. Is that going to change him? No, it's all right. All right. Have a good day. Bye. Left. Plus, I got in the car and my, my um, in your own voice when you're talking to yourself and say, that's a butthead to do that, you know? Another time I got pulled over for speeding. I was speeding, no doubt about it. Um, you know, I wasn't going 100 miles an hour, but I was going a few miles over the speed limit. Guy pulls over, cop pulls me over. This actual, and again, it's not germane to the situation, but because my original story is, is a black-white situation, this was actually a black cop that pulled me over. And... Um, you know, and, and give him my license, registration, insurance, all that stuff. Everything's clean. You know, I have no record, anything like that. And he, so I'm kidding with him and joke with him. Just like, I'm going to get a warning, right? Today, today's my lucky day. I'm going to get a warning, right? And in a serious voice and in a butthole way, said, I don't know. I'm going to check your information. You have to take you to jail or not, son. I'm like, really? That's kind of a butthead way to me. Then he comes back. It's your lucky day. Looks like you don't go to jail. He gave me a ticket. Like, you know. F you, but I didn't say that, obviously, because I wouldn't have done any situations. But, but that really perturbed me. Not to mention, you know, I had other stuff going on in my life, you know, at that particular moment. Um, <clears throat> actually, that was the day before, the day after my mother had passed away. So, you know, I was emotionally strong anyway, but, but I restrained myself, and I didn't get as mad as I, as, I, as I could have, and I definitely didn't get mad at him. So my point is that you get interactions with, with, with people, police officers in this case, and sometimes they're not the greatest ones, but you got to handle them in a, in a better way. 
and it's all about the way you handle it is is in most cases how it's going to escalate more in this scenario again being a television show it's not the reality but i watch live pd a lot and i see interactions there and it's very similar to those so i know it's somewhat based on the reality police officer pulls you over now how should you handle it yes sir no sir it's your best way to do it if you don't want to say this sir you don't think they deserve sir whatever fine yes no blah 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 answer your questions what they pulled you over for speeding okay i don't think i was speeding but but you're not going to change their mind give you your license your registration your insurance do all that give all the information to it as long as you're rolling good he's going to look it up he's either going to give you a ticket give you a warning or do whatever and you're going to be on your merry way the less you uh in, interact with that officer and particularly in a, in a negative way the quicker you're going to be out of there you'll be done if you feel the ticket was unjustified, go to court. There's a time and there's a place to fight your battles. It's not on the side of the road. That's just not the way it should be done. It's not going to be good for anybody. It's not going to change your, your outcome. Police officer, you, you're sorry with the police officer. You think he's going to say, oh, well, okay, I've seen how I was a butthead, so now I'm going to go ahead and not give you this ticket. Of course not. He's going to still give you the ticket, and he's going to be more of a butthead to you, which is going to make you be more of a butthead, which makes your day worse, which makes his day worse, and everything all goes on there. So just got me to thinking you know watching that show how we should interact with with police officers and, and, and the father could have done things in a lot different way that would have made the situation potentially made the situation anyway a lot better and then part two of this story was <clears throat> another thing that made me kind of um, got my blood boiling a little bit or maybe not get my blood boiling is the right word but just made me think about it and say I, I don't necessarily agree with this and that is finally, you know, he, the, the whole gist of it again, he was talking to the, the, the kids and got the kids kind of uptight about things and, and what it was and everything. And the young man, uh, the 10-year-old, and the dad talked to him. Now, he didn't hold this conversation with his daughter, who's closer to driving age, which is kind of an odd thing to me. But I guess, you know, the, the thing is, you know, as a black male, I guess you got to watch yourself more than a black woman, I gather, um, is what, what the gist of this thing was. And that's what his, his story was to his son, was basically... You know, talking about it and what you should do, and you should put your hands, you know, keep your hands where you can see them. Don't make any sudden movements. You know, tell them where you're going, where your stuff is. Tell them that you're going there, ask permission. Whole nine yards, which I agree, regardless of what color you are, that's a good way to do it. Anytime I've been pulled by a police officer, that's what I've done. You know, I've told them exactly where I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I carry, I have a concealed carry permit, so I have a, I have a gun in my, my car at all times, <clears throat> or on me at all times. So I always tell the police if I get pulled over, I haven't get pulled over with the gun on me. But if I do, I would tell him, hey, put my hands where I can see him. And, hey, I can just let you know, got a concealed carry permit. Uh, I have a gun in the vehicle. This is where it is. Just want to let you know, what do you want me to do? And then let the police officer tell you. Okay, I appreciate you telling me that. Where is it? It's in the middle console. Okay, it's in the girl code compartment. It's under my seat. Wherever is that, right? There, That's where it is. But let it stay there. He might touch, come out of the car take the gun and disarm it and you know make sure that he's safe whatever the case he does decide to do let him lead the thing don't make sudden movements don't do your things don't do anything to scare him because you got to understand take it from a policeman's point of view you know i think that i know the narrative is police officers you know these are, are white guys that want to just looking out to shoot black people or shoot people period or whatever i'll buy into that you know i think in a lot of cases it's somebody that just made a bad absolute bad decision obviously um, 
And then at that point, it just escalated into a major issue that couldn't have been, could have been avoided. And not, not always by the, by the person, but in a, in a lot of cases by the, per, by the, by the suspect, I guess you would say. And I think if you just try to look at it from a policeman's point of view, I think you can, you can really kind of understand, you know, he's pulling up to a, a, a car. Okay. And again, I'm taking off the show now. I'm going to reality thing. He's pulling up to a vehicle. He doesn't know you from anybody. He doesn't know if you're just murder somebody or you're just a, a person going to the to take your kids to, to the baseball field. Okay. And everything in between. So when he pulls you over, he's got to be on the defensive. Okay. He's got to be defensive. He's got to watch his back. He's got to keep eye on what's going on. Because in a blink of an eye, I mean, you see the videos all the time. A, a typical stop. And I say that in quotation marks because some of my police friends have said there's never a, a, a typical stop, an average stop. But your typical stop, you know, you, it can go from, hey, how you doing, blah, 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 to bam, bam, bam. He starts shooting at the cop for no reason. Maybe he's wanted. Maybe he's just murdered somebody three years ago, and now he's already caught. You know, there can be all sorts of things. So that cop has got to be on, on guard. But, and also understand where that cop's coming from as far as he, he has got to be def- defensive about things. Until he knows what's going on, and and just in general, because, and and, and I, I see this in my own personal thing. I'm I'm a service technician, so I go to people's houses and, and going to people's houses. I go to police officers' houses. Uh, some of them, some of my customers are, and almost all of them, when I first go to their house, the first time, they don't know me from anybody. Now I'm there by, by their invitation to do their service, but they're still they're not mean. Not mean, not not buttholes by any means, but they're certainly a little standoffish, a little bit, you can almost tell they're guarded to a certain degree. Then you go there the second time, you know, they're like a little bit, you know, a little bit more, let the guard down, a little bit nicer, so, so to speak. And by the third, fourth time, they're like, hey, go ahead, man. How you doing? Blah, 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 blah. And you're, you're talking with them because now their guard is down. They understand. They know your your their natural instincts are not to be their guard up. And they have to be that way. So understand, try to understand where a cop's coming from. The more you present um, hostile, uh, uh, present a hostile environment by being mouthy, by not giving all the information they need, and not, you know, complying on what they're asking you to do, the more their guard goes up. And then the the, the quote unquote meaner they're going to get, the stricter they're going to get, the more guarded they're going to get. So understand that that's where you come from. Flip the other page. As a police officer, you need to understand where a person's coming from. You might be, this might be your fifth call, sixth call, eighth call of the day. But the reality is that's that person's first interaction with the police officer. And a lot of times they're scared, they're nervous. So you have to present yourself as a police officer in a professional, in a professional manner and respectful of that person as well. And understand that he may not be trying to evade you or, or lie to you he might be just flat out really just nervous you know he's he got pulled over he's gonna get in trouble he's he's gonna get a ticket gonna gonna cost money he's gonna cost insurance you know if you're married your wife's gonna get in trouble if you're young your parents gonna find out you know there's all sorts of things so so i think as, as, as a police officer you have to take that into, into account as well because like, like i always say there's two sides to every version every story and if you try to look at the other guy's point of view, I think it'll be a better place. And that goes for both people. It goes for the suspect and the police. 
you really need to look at it from both sides of view because at the end of the day, a police officer wants to go home to his family, okay? And reality is he's going to do anything he can to do that. If that means having to take somebody's life, if he feels his life is threatened, then that's what it's going to be. <clears throat> so as a person getting pulled over by the police, you don't really want to give him any more reason to be nervous. <clears throat> and uh, and put his guard up. So be smart about things and, and be respectful, you know. Comply when you get pulled over. Comply what he says. Be respectful. Get it done. Answer his questions. Get out of there and get done with it, you know. And as a police officer, be respectful. Be courteous. Understand that that person's, right now, his, his interaction with you is his first interaction. He's probably nervous. He's probably scared. It don't matter who you are. And different people deal with fear in different ways. Some people, when they're afraid, they're going to cower. They go, oh, get all scared and do things and, and start mumbling and bumbling. Some people, when they're nervous, they do start getting huffy-puffy, puff out their chest, and, and, and get offensive, offensive about stuff, defensive about things. And What do you ask me about? Why are you asking me about that? Here's that thing. You know what you did. Blah, 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 you know, and they get that way. So, so understand where that where they're coming from. I think we need to train police officers uh, much more on personality. They're doing a lot better because I think police officers generally are being taught better about, you know, being courteous to people. Don't go over there, you know, with guns a blazing and 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 right away, you know, looking for something. You gotta you gotta be kind of smart about stuff. But I think we don't do enough as we don't teach our kids particularly. But us people, us as, as adults as well, to look for, from their point of view, you know. Face it, let's face it, police officers do not come to somebody's house or interact with a person, pull up to your house or pull you over to tell you, I just wanted to let you know, you're doing a great do job driving, you're, you're living a great life, and I just want to say how proud I am of you. That's not our interactions with police. Our interactions with police are usually, you were speeding, you were running the red light, you were turning to things. Your registration is no good, or if they're at your house, there's been a fight, there's been arguments. They're not there to to give you citizen of the year award. So most people's interaction with police officers are in a negative way, obviously, and we must remember that as police police officers must remember. I'm not a police officer, but police officers must remember that too. That most people that have interaction with police is negative. Okay, so make that negative situation as positive as it's possible. Okay. If you're there to arrest a person, then there's another way to really make it too too much positive. Same thing if you're about to give them a ticket for 300 bucks. They're not. I mean, you can try to make it as positive as you want, but reality is they're not going to be very happy about it. Nobody's happy about getting a speeding ticket. But I think if you if you do just number one, and this should be in general life, but particularly in this case, treat each other with respect and don't let your emotions get out of hand on both sides. Now, you can't control what the other person does, but you sure as heck can control what you do. So if you don't let your emotions get out of control, you don't let your um, feelings get hurt, you don't let your anger go on there, then even if that other person is a total butthole, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, have a great day. When you're done with the situation, you can either take their number down, file a complaint if it's really bad, take that information on there, record it. Hey, hit the hit record. 
and say, hey, I just, you know, I'm recording you. And uh, just so you can see. So so when you go to court and then that cop's suddenly up there, he's a nice guy with a nice tie, but he was a total jackbutt to you when he pulled you over. You can say, Your Honor, let me show you something right here. And you push that little play button, and now the now the, the jury or the judge or whoever can see that cop was a jerk. Most likely, you can get your charges laid. He might even get in trouble for it. But by you being a jerk back to him, now it's just you. Now you guys are just having what we call an old pissing match, and you're seeing who could do that, and that doesn't go good for anybody. So that's what I sat down and I told my kids that, and that, that was a, like I said, that was a good teaching moment for my kids. And that's one of the reasons why I decided to do this topic on this episode because <clears throat> I think it's a good way for everybody to kind of learn. Like I said, my kids are, are one's of driving age, another couple of years from driving. And I, and I took that moment to, to teach them, to show them, say, see what that guy did? That's what he did wrong. See what that officer did? That's what he did wrong. Now, you can't really control what the officer did too much because an officer is going to be whatever he's going to be. Now, you can file a complaint. Take a video of him. You, know, you can do all the things to try to stop him going forward from doing this or get him in trouble for doing this at a later date. But don't argue with the police officer on the side of the road. You're not going to win. It's a no-win situation. You're going to lose 99% of the time. You're not going to just suddenly change their mind and say, you know what? You know what? This guy hollered at me and ran and drave. I realize now as being a butt. I am so sorry for being a butt. You have a great day. I'm not even going to give you any ticket anymore. You think they're going to do that? That's just not how it's going to be. They're going to be more of a butt. So treat each other with respect. Be smart about stuff, okay? Don't lose your cool. Don't lose your temper. And don't fight your battles on the side of the road. There's a place and a time to do that, okay? So that's my, my, my one advice to, as far as this, and my, my common sense point of view, to the issue of, Interaction with a police officer. It's done me well. I've got some speeding tickets. I've got some little tickets here and there. I've never been in jail. Never been arrested. Never been taken out and, and patted down and all that stuff. And I don't think it's necessary because I'm I'm white. Because I know my some of my white friends that have got gotten trouble about running them out. So I think it has more to do with not so much the color of your skin as it does what's coming out of your mouth and the way you present yourself and the way you act and interact with them. I think that's much more important. Than what the tone of your of your skin is, the tone of your voice, the tone of you what comes out is much more important than the tone of the color tone of your skin. Okay, so that's my my final little thought on that. You know, love each other, care for each other, take care of each other. It's just very very important thing because because uh, at the end of the day we're, we're all human beings, even the ones that hold the badges, they're human beings. There's a large, super large majority of them are just good people, good, great people. But there are a couple. No, hey, there are a couple that, that they, that's they picked the wrong profession. They shouldn't be in that profession. And um, we got to weed those out. But let's not throw everybody out and, and, and put all people in there, all the cops in there, and say they're all pieces of junk just because there's one or two that are problematic. Just as I would say that with any plenty, any any group of people, just because there are a couple people that are that are that are buttheads, does not mean that all of them are. Okay, so use our brain, be, love each other, care for each other, 
and that's that's the main thing on, on this part of the, the topic is you know you could bring up things and I'm, I'm hey again you got the information get in touch with me if you feel I'm wrong bring up your side of point of view again not being a black man I can't tell you how to feel as far as a black man what you should feel or not feel about it just it's just it's not me I'm a, I'm a white guy you know so I have no no point of reference for that but I am a human being and we're all human beings and the skin the tone of our skin the color of our skin really should be such a small portion of what we are as people I think sometimes we all make that into much bigger than it needs to be but that's for a whole nother podcast I could just talk about that for a long period of time but I just I just leave you with that that's that's the main thing I wanted to do and it really caught my attention it really tugged at my heartstrings and really got me to think about this and this is something I wanted to really talk about so I would say discuss it with your kids and and, and really think about it and, and interact with them and you know appreciate the police because the bottom line is when you're in trouble you know they don't want you you're going to call okay it doesn't matter if you don't like them or you do or don't like them if you're in trouble you're going to call them and so you know really do what you can to take care of them and take care of yourself and by taking care of yourself you also should be uh be nice you know basically i mean comply with them and do what you need to do so that's what i gotta say about that part of there we're going to talk about some sports going up next okay because this podcast is almost over because i'm almost at about 30 minutes here so uh, a couple sports the nba is getting ready to kick off uh start off soon and this podcast is coming off here probably about it was the 22nd of, the, of october 23rd of october and so um so yeah we're gonna at the time of this recording anyway so the nba is just kicking off so i'm gonna focus on that a little bit i'm not a real big nba person but i'm, I'm gonna do the things but uh the three major ones are my uh our football and the um baseball is really the big one now you got the world series coming up you got the houston astros and the uh washington nationals in the, in the, in the uh, world series and actually this was recorded the day after the game one and the nationals actually won game one which is good i'm kind of rooting for the nationals um but i don't really have a dog in the fight because i don't really care one way or another i'm a yankees fan and they got beat so hooey on on both of them <laughs> and the other one is my is nascar that's my little passion and we're down kind of to the to the final eight okay we got four more races here and uh, they're gonna get three more done and then they're gonna down, down to four and with that at that point there'll be four left and they're gonna play out for the for the championship and see what goes on there so um that should be a fun little little situation there okay we got the the final eight there i'm moving some papers around here but anyway got some final eight people if anybody's concerned about the old nascar we got kyle bush we got martin truix jr danny hamlin jordan logano kevin harvick chase elliott made it in about a skin of his teeth 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 there and kyle larson and ryan blaney now my personal opinion i think the final four are going to come down to kyle bush he's always there because he does real good um i'm hoping martin Truex jr is going to be there because he's another guy there i kind of like him i really think probably ryan blaney are gonna, is going to get kind of kicked out the next thing 
think Kyle Larson, he's holding on by the skin of his teeth there. I don't think Chase Elliott is going to do very well unless he wins. And then I'm thinking Danny Hamlin's going to be out there. So I think your final four are going to come down to Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., Joey Logano, and Kevin Harvick. I think those are going to be your final four. Uh, could be wrong. Have been before. And, of course, I'm rooting for my man, Martin Truex Jr., to win. I um, would love to see him win again. But, uh, so that's really pretty much all this podcast is going to be. Uh, we didn't really get to some news of the day because we're, we're running a little late here. Like I said, I'll try to keep these about 30 minutes or so. Um, like us, share us, stay in contact with things. It's, a, it's like I said, this is a learning process for me. Uh, I think this one's a little bit better maybe than the other one. We're getting a little more smoother with our stuff. But let me know. Like it. Share it. Follow us, comment on us, give us a rating, let us know, tell your friends about us so we get on here. Follow us on the Twitter. Again, it's New Superpower 99. That's at New Superpower 99 on the Twitter. And go to New Superpower at Yahoo.com. Send us an email. And of course, there's always the voicemail 888, excuse me, back that up, 818 351 9955. 818-351-9955. That is the voicemail. So stay in touch with us. Let us know how this is. If you got some comments on it, go ahead and send me some comments. Uh, what I'm going to start doing probably next podcast is I'm actually going to take some of these comments because uh, I'm starting to get some, some accumulated and kind of have a segment where we go over some feedback of, of, of you guys. So I look forward to that. Again, I appreciate you guys, man. Um, this is a fun thing. We're growing. Uh, I'm going to get better and better as I get along here, get a little more smoother. But this is a live, rough cut kind of podcast. I don't I don't mess with the editing. I don't do anything. You hear things, a little background noise. Send this to the, uh, what do you call it, the ambiance, right, of the whole thing. So I'm not in a fancy studio doing all sorts of things, just me, a little microphone, recording the, my, my opinions here. And I, I value yours as well, so go on there. So. As I say, God bless everybody. God bless America. And uh, we'll see you guys with the uh, next episode.